Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. See ebaymotors.com. Hello and welcome in to another edition of Believe in Titans on the Believe Podcast Network. I am Davey Hudson alongside former Titan Denard Walker. And we appreciate you joining us here today as we get set to talk about, you might be wondering what we're talking about. Well, the Titans have a bye, but because of that fantastic news to where the team's able to get rested and have some recovery, Denard has been on a team where they've had this bye week, and he's going to kind of talk about what some of the NFL teams like to do in this situation. And we're also going to talk about the NFL playoffs at large, some of the matchups that are going to be coming up. And then coaches have been getting fired in the NFL. And I know as Titans fans, we've had to worry about a couple of teams poaching coordinators from the team in the past. Will we have to worry about that? Well, we'll touch about on that here in just a second. But before we get into all of that, I want to ask, do you believe and believe in Titans is presented by Bet Online, and Bet Online would love to wish you a happy new betting year as we continue to march to the playoffs and beyond. As we all know, Bet Online remains the number one spot for all the best sports wagering action for the 2022 year. Hey, new year and a new updated desktop and mobile website. So sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code Believe to get started. That's right, B L E A V, Believe to get started. From football, basketball, hockey, boxing, and UFC right to your favorite Vegas casino games, don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for 2022. Bet online where the game starts. At this time, love to welcome in the one, the only, Denard Walker. Denard, tell the people how you doing today, sir. I'm doing awesome today. How you doing, Debo? Uh, it's a great day. I'm excited as we get set for this March the NFL playoffs. I, I love this time. The playoffs, yes. as as we all know, is D talk about it being a new season. Start everything all over, man. And fortunately for the Titans, as Mike Vrabel said during his postgame victory speech to the team, we've already advanced to the Elite Eight. So the Titans getting to watch comfortably from their homes this weekend. But when you do look at the rest of the NFL, last time we met Denard, we got close, man. I almost got my tie. I really wanted to see the tie between the Chargers and the Raiders. <laughs> it went to overtime, and not only did it go to overtime, it went to the final seconds of overtime. But Daniel Carlson for the Las Vegas Raiders hits the game-winning field goal. Uh, but, man, what could have been and the talking points would have been crazy to see if, 
in fact, the NFL would move away from a tie in general. But anyway, Denard, when we look at this playoff matchup for this weekend, we start things off with the Raiders at the Bengals, 430 NBC. You know, that game is typically the one in which the networks are not expecting the most eyes. They typically throw that in there. But we follow that one up with Saturday night's game between the Patriots and the Bills, round three in Buffalo. That one's on CBS at 815. Then Sunday, we got the Eagles at the Bucks, one o'clock on Fox. Tampa Bay a favorite in that one. And then at 430, the one you're you can't wait to watch Denard. Uh, uh, Cowboys and 49. Uh, there, yuck. You <laughs> there you go. That one. 430 CBS. And then Sunday night on the nightcap. One in which I will definitely be tuned into because I'm hoping we get an upset and the Steelers come back down to Nashville. I know they were here last year. We went up there this year. Didn't go well. But can they upset the Chiefs? Steelers Chiefs, 815 Sunday night on NBC. And in the first ever Monday night wild card game, I feel bad that they're having this game if I, I was a fan of the teams. But the Cardinals and the Rams, you get in round three of that yeah. one as well. So it will be interesting to see how wild card weekend unfolds. Denard, when you look at the teams that the Titans could potentially be playing, which team would you most likely want to see? Oh, that's easy. Las Vegas. <laughs> really? Las Vegas. I, yes, I, I know I know you've been you in what. the Raiders organization before. What is it about the Raiders and this current team that you think would work well for the Titans? The Raiders, they're so unpredictable this year. You know, they've had a lot of adversity. I mean, you talk about the situation with Gruden earlier in the season, you know, your head coach getting fired. Then all of a sudden, a player that I was very high on was Damon Arnett, you know, the stud out of Ohio State, who they end up releasing. He had some issues. And then Henry Ruggs, we don't need to talk about that situation. I think that's, we all know what happened there. And then it's like, you know, what's next? And then you look at their, their starting defensive line, their stud lineman, uh, Darius Phylon, he's out with a knee injury. And Davey, when I look at the pieces to this Raiders team, you know, I look at their offense. We know everything is predicated around the play of Josh Jacobs. I'm sorry. I love Derek Carr. But Davey, look at their receiving core. I'm not impressed, uh, but I do love Hunter Renfro. I think we both agree. He is consistent. He's not a burner, but he's very instinctive and smart. But when I look at the matchups that the Raiders, if you put the Raiders against the Titans, I just think it's favorable uh, that Tennessee can dominate this team from start to finish. And then look at their record, Davey. I mean, they're they're very identical uh, to the Miami Dolphins. They really haven't beaten anybody this year. I mean, look at when they played Kansas City. Davey, this team was outplayed. They was Kansas City put up a total of 89 points in two games against this defense, and they was only able to score 23 in two games. So it's like, what do you get from the Raiders? I mean, the only reason I felt like they beat Dallas in the first place is because the game on Thanksgiving is Dallas didn't have no receivers. Cooper was out. You know, their stud CeeDee Lamb was out with the, in COVID protocol. So, again, I mean, this is a team that, you know, David, when you look at look at them on paper, they just do not match up well against this Titans team. Denard, I, I think it's interesting you say that because you talk about it and mentioning them playing the Chiefs. The reason that they really wanted to win on Sunday night, because if they would have tied that game, they actually would have been on the road to Arrowhead. And, I mean, you – you outlined yeah. how bad it's been. I mean, their their last matchup, which was 
you only have to go back to a couple of weeks into December, and they lost that one 48-9 at Kansas City. So obviously they didn't want a rematch there, but I'm with you. They're not blowing opponents out, even the teams that aren't at a high level right now in the NFL. So And the, the storyline, I guess, if they were to come here, it's like, well, what can Derek Carr do following up the win in Cincinnati? What are they going to do to kind of get some trickery in there? Obviously, Marcus Mariota is their backup quarterback who they like to run. I mean, their, their wide receiver crew, Hunter Renfro, as you mentioned, he is a guy that I think had over 100 receptions this year in the NFL. So if you can contain him, they don't really have anyone else that's proven unless you're looking at the tight end position with Darren Waller. But if I don't get to see the Steelers come to Nashville, I think playing the Raiders is probably the second best bet that you can have for the Titans. And I like your pick. I mean, I I went with the Steelers. I know they beat the Titans in Pittsburgh earlier this year, but that was an atrocious second half by the Titans where they were just giving the ball away. I I, I think any other Sunday, the Titans beat that team especially whenever you know that Derrick Henry would be coming back. We're starting to see the receivers play at a higher level. We didn't have A.J. in that one. And so you just kind of look at what we have now versus what we didn't then. And it's just, I mean, the mental mistakes that were made there, just as as we look at it, it was just yuck. And so I, I think revenge would definitely be something the Titans would like to get there. But, I mean, it remains to be seen. There's a good chance that uh, we're facing the Patriots again. So if the Bills do not find a way to win that one, and as we know, up in Buffalo this time of year, if weather's a problem, you really do have to be concerned about the run game for Buffalo because the the blueprint is out if it's a bad weather game on how to beat Buffalo. Like, all right, we're more physical than you are in New England, and we're just going to run the ball, and even though it was close, Buffalo just wasn't able to really move the ball and put up points. But a lot to be decided this weekend. It's going to be a lot of fun to watch. And as we mentioned, Titans fans, you just get to sit back, relax, and enjoy the games. You don't have to feel any stress as we're getting set, being like, oh, man, Titans are about to kick off. I mean, I love that angst that comes up, and you're just kind of getting the butterflies. But we get a, a week off before then. But speaking of a week off, the Titans, they have their week off. And Denard, you have been in this situation before where you have been fortunate enough to have a good regular season and clinch a first-round bye. And so the Titans, and, and I know it's it's different for different locker rooms, but for the NFL, I mean, is this something where you see players just completely have the week off? Is that probably what they're doing in Nashville, in your opinion? Or do you think it's more of a, hey, we're going to come in, do a few things, but it's just going to be extremely light? Yeah, both D. I'm, I'm glad you said that. The bye week is it's really it's a time to rest. You know, you coaches, you know, they're all different. I, I know I was, you know, I had a chance to we had a bye week back in 1990. Well, I'm sorry, in 2000, we didn't get a bye week in 1999. And what it is, it's just a very light week. Uh, what you're doing is it, it's hard to prepare for someone because you don't know who you're going to play. So what a, a lot of times what coaches will do is you'll kind of work on the little things uh, during that week. You'll work on really just resting, getting healthy, you know, because now you there's we're anticipating Derek coming back. So this is a, a good time for him to get some of those, not just mental reps, but physical reps as well. It's kind of hard to really simulate, you know, trying to give him the ball 20, 25 times in practice and he's not getting hit. So this is kind of a week where you get your, your, your stud player back, of course. And then not to mention, you know, I know in Denver, 
before I went there in free agency, you know, they was just coming off the Super Bowl back, what was that, 1997 and 1998. And one of the things that a lot of guys alluded to was that Mike gave them the whole week off. <laughs> like when they won and locked up the division uh, back in 1998, he was like, I'll see you later. You guys deserve, you got the whole week off. So they were gone. You know, they had a chance to, you know, go to Hawaii, Tahiti, wherever they needed to go to just when they come back, because they knew they had, what, three games to win it and, you know, make sure they take care of their business for a three-game season. And it's the same thing with Jeff Fisher. He was the same way. Coach Fisher, he gave us a few days off. Uh, but what we did was the guys that were hurt, they stayed in Nashville, you know, made sure we was coming to treatment to get ready for the week. We really didn't practice. Practice was just more conditioning work, uh, just doing like about a 45 minute practice, work on some footwork drills. And then what we started doing later in the week, uh, when we got back, let's say like from vacation, uh, we left probably Monday, get out of Nashville, come back Friday. And what we started doing was just kind of looking at the Denver fam a little bit, trying to get acclimated to the Broncos offense because we didn't know if we were going to play Denver or Baltimore. We was we knew that it was going to be either of those two teams. So, yeah, it was just basically just a little a light practice and light film. And then Sunday, I mean, Saturday, when the Baltimore beat Denver, then we knew, OK, here we go again for the third time in a row. We're going to play Baltimore. So, again, it's just it's just a light week, Dave. It's just a chance to really give your body and your mind a chance to just take a break. That's exactly what you're doing, just taking a break. Something the Titans definitely can use for some of those guys, especially you mentioned getting the King back another week for his foot to rest and him to continue to kind of work up for this matchup, whoever it might be, is just going to be something that I think everyone is appreciative when it's all said and done. Titans did make a few roster moves, Denard. Uh, when we look back this past weekend, as we remember we talked briefly about the Titans waving running back Jeremy McNichols. Well, he cleared waivers, and he is being added to the team's practice squad. So there's that. The Titans also placed running back Jordan Wilkins on the team's practice squad reserve COVID-19 list. So he was able to play on Sunday against the Texans, but he's now on that list. And and then the team did sign two players to future contracts, uh, linebacker Kobe Jones and defensive back Chris Williamson. Uh, both those guys not currently on the roster, but it's just looking ahead for something that might potentially happen. Denard, I don't know if I went through my, my strategy with you or not, but we talk about the COVID list. I think you've seen the Eagles go ahead and kind of do this, but once you're placed on that list, you have a 90-day period before you're tested again. And with the Titans having the bye week, I was actually hoping to just start seeing a lot of names pop up on that list. And again, just because you pop up on the list doesn't necessarily right. mean that you're showing symptoms or whatever, but it would allow you to where as long as you are asymptomatic moving forward as we get deeper into the playoffs, you wouldn't pop up on the list and have to potentially miss time. Again, I know that's probably uh, frowned upon, but when at all costs, uh, a perfect example of that is just the two teams we recently had in the national championship. They do a lot of dirty things behind the scenes, but easy, they easy. were able You're to play, play oh, for the national championship in Alabama and Georgia, but it, it, worked, <laughs> it worked out for them. So that's what I'm saying. The Titans, you got to do a little something. Have a few of your key guys that have not been on the COVID list so far pop up there, and then, hey, come next week, oh, the five-day period is up. Okay, you're active. Now we get, got them as we make progress all the way to the Super Bowl, and we're good to go. It's what I would like to see, but it is yes. what it is. 
Uh, that was a very bad theory. And first of all, since you just you just brought that up, I'd like to say congratulations to Mr. Kirby Smart and one of your favorite players, Stetson Bennett. Congratulations, Georgia Bulldog. I have nothing against Stetson Bennett. I'm not going to <laughs> I'm not going to congratulate either team in last night's game. But you know, I, I will say I'm not a fan of Bryce Young. And I say that Oh, the Heisman winner, 2021 Heisman Exactly. I, I didn't have an issue with him until he made the Heisman because he got up there and said that he had always been doubted and counted out. And I'm like, bro, and I think I've done this spill before. I was like, bro, you had 14 offers to go play for top programs when you were in the eighth grade. You were the number one quarterback coming out of your class. How did everyone always doubt you and count you out? It's like that. that is where he lost me. And so... I'm not wishing ill on the guy, but it's not like I'm going to be happy when he has success. It's just the way it You're is. You're not? I, that, that sounds, that, well, what are you doing? He's going to be okay. I mean, he's going he's, he's to be okay. He won the Heisman, <laughs> but it's like, I mean, talk about just like, be honest with me. Like, I, you weren't always doubted. You weren't, I get it. Like uh, some you know people. What I, think? I, I think you're mad. I think you're what mad you because he got 14 offers in the eighth grade. And how many offers did you get in eighth grade at Oak to, Ridge? to play Division One football? Oak, I mean, was uh, it was, Oak Ridge boys. That was zero. Was, I wasn't at Oak Ridge. Zero. Was, okay. A, I'm a Lenore City native. Man. Come on, <laughs> put, put some respect on it. Uh, oh, unfortunately, boy. though, uh, the the worst news I did see last night was, or I guess it was made official this morning, but Jamison Williams did tear his ACL. Uh, the wide receiver projected to be a first round pick in this year's draft. I do hate that for him. I hate the injuries for anybody, and I know we're kind of all over the place tonight, but that game did happen at Indianapolis. And, man, turf, the injuries for, like, non-contact injuries are so much more likely to happen on turf than they are actual grass. I don't know how the NFL still allows teams to play on turf fields. There's technology to where if you can have green grass in Lambeau during the winter, you you can make it work, man. Uh, it, it it sucks. The the top players in Europe, when it comes to soccer, some of them have it in their contract where they don't have to play if the game is on turf. Like they're only going to play on actual grass. So I don't know. I would like to see the yeah. NFL move forward well, with getting rid of turf fields. Anyway, Denard, that's there's not a whole lot going on for the Titans, which is is fun to actually talk about. And I know we we can't really start projecting no. what's going to happen like after the season, whenever it comes to potential draft spots. We don't even know where we're drafting at. Uh, certain prospects. I mean, there's a lot of great prospects, but I just it's, it's too early to say when it comes to that. But uh, one of the things that the Titans have been a victim of over the last several years is teams coming and poaching from their coaching staff. And last year, I hate it, but I do think that the interview that Arthur Smith had set up, I think he had a lot of his mindset on the interview and not on the game plan. And you could tell if you watched that game for the Titans versus the Ravens, the offense, there was definitely some things that were off there. But Right now, when we look across the NFL, Monday was Black Monday. That's where a lot of the coaches get fired, even though we did have Urban Meyer get fired earlier in the season. John Gruden resigned. I mean, it was kind of like a a force resigning. And then Saturday, this was announced on Sunday, but Vic Fangino, the head coach for the Broncos, was fired. That's three right there. I saw that. And then we'll get to Black Monday in a second. But then on Tuesday, Joe Judge was fired for the Giants. So that's four coaches right there. But whenever we go to the craziness that was Black Monday, the most surprising name on that list, Denard, has to be head coach Brian Flores for the Miami Dolphins. I know in three years he didn't have a winning record, but you saw that that team had started to have a good second half of the season. 
and you thought, all right, well, they've built on some things to move forward into the 2022 season, but ultimately ownership saw otherwise. Why do, why do you think that the Dolphins and Brian Flores ultimately uh, are splitting ways? It was easy because, you know, what that Tennessee game, you know, like we go back last year, you know, I was always saying, Debo, there's some games called statement games. And I go back to the game last year when Cincinnati played Tennessee and both teams were, they had an identical record of eight and three. And we kept talking leading up to the game, the fact that Cleveland uh, going coming into Nashville, they haven't beaten not one team with the winning record. And I said, if Cleveland is for real, if this team is for real, Debo, then they're going to come in here and they're going to light Tennessee up. Davey, Baker Mayfield and that crew, I'll tell you what, they came into Nashville and they absolutely, what they did was they sent a message to the National Football League that we are for real, vice versa. Let's, let's, let's flip it forward a year later. And then you look at that Miami team. Me and you both, we agreed about one thing we both agreed uh, about was the fact that this team, when you look at their first, what was it first, when they lost seven in a row, what they started like one started and eight? One, one and seven. And yeah. One and seven, excuse me. So they started off one and seven. They won their first game against Buffalo. Then they lost seven in a row. Then we talked about, okay, here it is. They're seven and oh over the last seven weeks, but not one of those teams, D, not one had a winning record. And we said, if Miami is for real, if this team is for real, then they're going to come to Nashville and they're going to show the whole NFL what they are about. And what did they do, D? They I mean, laid an egg. Tennessee it, absolutely yeah. they dominated that it, team. It was arguably the easiest game of the season. Go ahead. Yes, it was arguably exactly, the game of the exactly. They, they they were terrible. I mean, it's 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 the fact that you know, and this league is about making a statement. We talk about Tennessee making a statement against Buffalo. Everybody was watching that game on Monday night because they wanted to see what are the Titans about. What is this? What is their DNA? Is this team? Uh, are they going to build off of last year's performance? And what did Tennessee come out and do? They came out. And from start to finish, they didn't dominate uh, Buffalo, but what, what they did is they matched their play. And we saw at the end, Tennessee won that game. And I told you from that time on, I said, Tennessee, this team is now, they've showed people. It's a difference between, you know, putting something on paper. And there's a difference. And there's another thing about going on the field and showing it. They showed the NFL what they are about, about their performance. Miami. I'm not surprised because the last three years we talked about this team. They start, it's like they start out abysmal. They're slow, you know, and their record reflects that. And then they come on at the end part of the year, like somewhere in midseason, they catch on fire. And in this league, every game counts. You can't play horrible in the beginning and then all of a sudden try to mount a comeback at the end. You know, you need to be consistent. And that's what they didn't see in Brian uh, Flores is the consistency. And that's what, that's what got him fired. Yeah, you look at it too. The owner, Stephen Ross, decided to side with general manager Chris Greer over Brian Flores. Flores, he's easily going to find another job very quickly in the NFL. But a lot of the problems with oh, yeah. Brian Flores was the lack of offense. I mean, we know he's a defensive-minded guy, but his offenses in three years never finished in the top 22 of the league in offensive ranks. Uh, he ended up having multiple offensive coordinators, was never able to gel there. And then there was some concern about how much he actually trusted Tua moving forward. And so you kind of pair all those things together, and I guess, well, I don't guess. I mean, I know that the ownership decided it was time to make a move, and so it'll be interesting to see what the Dolphins decide to do next whenever it comes to their head coaching position. Some other names that were out on Black Monday, you had 
Mike Zimmer with the Vikings get fired. He had been there for eight seasons, but obviously yeah. they had gone kind of stagnant, never able to really do anything. The Bears, Matt Nagy, we knew that one was coming. Not as crazy as a Black Monday as we've had in the past, but still some names on the way out, and it'll be interesting to see what happens for the NFL head coaching vacancies moving forward. But right now, I don't think we actually have to worry about anybody coming and taking Shane Bowen or Todd Downing, both of these guys, first-year coordinators in this program. And while you might be able to say that with all the injuries that they had to face and them still being able to be productive, they might get some looks. I think there are just some bigger names in the moment, and so the Titans shouldn't really have to worry about losing any coordinators for this season. But it does go to show you that I think Mike Vrabel is building something to where you're going to start seeing names associated with Vrabel start getting more and more looks as we move forward, kind of like you see with Sean McVay in Los Angeles, obviously, as we know with Bill Belichick in New England. Mike Vrabel's building something really nice, and he's already lost two offensive coordinators so far. So it'll be something to keep an eye on down in the future, but obviously it is a great sign to show that your program is successful and you're winning at a high clip. But, D, any other news or comments you have on the coaching carousel in the NFL right now? No, but I will say this is if there's two uh, young coordinators that the, uh, this NFL, I tell you what, Davey, there's what 32 teams. I tell you what, there's going to be, uh, be a few uh, owners, GMs. They're going to be flying uh, through Nashville uh, because, you know, they're going to want to talk to uh, Shane Bowen and uh, Todd Downing. I mean, you look at the job that they've uh, been able to, the job they've done in the regular season, David, you I mean, when you think about the pieces, you know, that they have to, that they've been dealt with this year and the fact that they've been able to uh, help put that all together. Cause you're off your coordinators, you know, pretty much they're, they run the team as well. You know, that's who is calling the plays. That's a lot of times that's who decides who they want in the lineup. So again, I wouldn't be surprised if, if David, we've gotten a phone call said that, uh, Todd Downing or Shane Bowen is up for some job. That's what teams do is that they look for uh, coaches that are part of a, a successful program. That's like in free agency. It's not sometimes just, you know, like a defensive back, you know, getting 12 or 13 interceptions that year. It's sometimes being on a team that's not only, not only relevant, but they, they, they can see that production because what teams want is they want you to bring that winning edge to their organization. So D let's, I wouldn't be surprised if, you know, we'd get a phone call and, and some teams want to talk to uh, Shane Bowen or Todd Downing uh, at the end of the season. Yeah, the only other name that we're still kind of waiting to hear from is if David Coley and the Texans decide to move in a different direction. There has been some scuttle there, but that is one of the things just because the Texans and the Jags, as I mentioned, with Urban being out, I mean, you look at two teams within the division looking to start over again. So just definitely something to keep an eye on seeing is how many times, like that's that's four games right there. And it's just, I don't know, it's, it's always something with the NFL, but D, we were talking beforehand, I mean, obviously the underlying factor between or as to why these coaches are out is they didn't win enough, and it's as simple as that at the end of the day. But moving forward, we're getting set for the wild card weekend of the NFL, but a lot of storylines still left in our, I, I know the next time you and I record, it will be next week. I know you're going out of town, man. I hope you have a good trip. I will be posting a short 
podcast just detailing what has happened so far for wildcard weekend we might know who the titans are playing but d and i will be here next week to break it down for you as we preview the titans opponent for the divisional round of the nfl playoffs but d on the way out any closing thoughts my friend i'd just like to say to all our listeners got us a new season and you know just uh stick with the guys like you've been doing because this team they have home field advantage and they're going to need a 12th man uh, at some point because remember playoffs it's a different season and sometimes it's a different team uh, and so that's what I would like to see to all of our listeners less everybody we need that 12th man because a 12th man can decide the fate of a game believe it or not it actually when you have that home field advantage you need that crowd you know well, well ticket prices are going up and so whenever the divisional round game gets here no matter who the opponent it looks as though it is going to be a fun atmosphere in Nissan Stadium, and I can't wait for it to happen. But D and I, we will be keeping you posted as everything happens for the Titans and as we head into the NFL playoffs. But that is going to wrap it up for us today. For Denard Walker, I am Davey Hudson. You have been listening to Believe in Titans, presented by Bet Online on the Believe Podcast Network. And as always, tighten up. Thank you for tuning in to another edition of Believe in Titans on the Believe Podcast Network. If you enjoy the show, please subscribe and rate us on iTunes. We are available on all your favorite directories, iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, Luminary, and TuneIn. And you can follow along to keep up with all the latest Titans information on Twitter at Believe Titans. That's B-L-E-A-V-T-I-T-A-N-S. And hey, if you're interested in advertising on the show, please contact Believe at Believe.com. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.